when the bell rings, I ran through the middle to encounter the kid. And the kid was like very intimidated because of the way I was acting. I went over there and I was like, try to job him up and, and right cross and everything. I was like, ah, ah. after the kid noticed that I didn't know what I was doing, he was like, oh, I saw it on his eyes. So he started jabbing me. Man, the first round, he beat the heck out of me. Hi, I'm Wayne Jacobson, and this is my friend, Lewis. The story of one of the most engaging men I've ever met and of the friendship that developed between us. It has transformed both of our lives and left us in grateful awe at the adventure of life on this little planet. We'll still get back to that euphoric 21-year-old man by the fire beneath the wall and the voice that beckoned him beyond it. But first we need to meet an army captain who took a special interest in Lewis. In 1981, Lewis was eight years old. I was 28, the father of two infant children, and helping to begin a new congregation in Central California. I was already a bit disillusioned by the church growth movement of the day that sought to build large congregations off of celebrity leaders and finely tuned programs. My heart hungered for a simpler approach to Christianity. I never understood Jesus to be concerned with such things. He wanted people to know his father and to teach them how to love each other. The fruit of that was a mixed bag, however. Some days things went incredibly well, but I was often frustrated that our best efforts never produced the fruit I had hoped for. I also began to write in those early years, first for popular Christian magazines, and then put a book together called The Naked Church, challenging the illusion of programmed Christianity and inviting people to a more relational engagement with God. It did not sell well. But as my children grew up and started school, I found myself also helping public schools work with religious parents who were feeling increasingly fearful that public schools were seeking to undermine the faith of their children. I was learning how to build the peace between differing points of view in the shared space of public life. In Mexico, Lewis is still trying to survive a difficult childhood. One day he meets an army captain who also coached boxing for youth. Maybe this was his escape. I believe it was back in 1980 or 1981 when this Cuauhtémoc Cárdenas, he was running for governor of the state of Michoacán, where the state where I lived on. There was this captain. He was a guard of him, protecting him. He was known for Captain Herrera. That was his last name, Capitan Herrera. I, when I saw him, man, this guy, you know, with shiny boots and these green pants, green jacket, and man, he looked amazing. And he came in and I didn't know that he used to be a boxer and he had a boxing team. He had a small gym, but he had it on, on his little house and one of the uh, towns. It was like seven or eight miles away from my house. Uh, at the moment, I didn't know he was a boxer. He was a coach. He just draw me because of the way he was dressed. I was like, man, I want to be a soldier, you know? I want to be tough and rough. I want to carry our gun. I want to fight bad guys, you know? I want to uphold the law. And in my mind, I was like, I'll be uncorruptible. Man, it's going to be amazing. And, and I started telling everybody, and everybody, of course, has always thought I was nuts. As I started seeing him more and more, I started trying to talk to him. He would never talk to me or, or pretty much talk to anybody. He was always, always just watching, vigilant, because uh, that was at the time I was collecting manure that I remember. So I was like seven-ish, 
one time he came in and he put up a little show of boxing and he brought his fighters. And among their fighters, they were kind of sparring. Everybody was like, whoa, whoa, it's amazing. He was looking for people if they wanted to join. And, uh, but he said, he said uh, one of the guys joined and this, this guy already had experience, but he was like five years older than me. He was like 12 years old. He said, oh, yeah, I'm already fighting, but I, uh, would you join me? I said, yeah, it's, they were from Guadalajara, so we were tra- training there. And uh, over here, there was no gym. So his dad, he was kind of wealthy. He started taking him. That's how I knew I was poor because these people came, you know, showed up, came in, and they had a car. And, and it, was, it, was a, it was an old hoopty. But, man, that was, doesn't matter. It was a car. So he started taking him there uh, to train. And he was, he was good. He was really good. And I was really drawn to it. So I started watching fights uh, on TV. I used to pay 25 cents so they could let me watch TV because there was only one people in town that had TV. And it was them, of course, the same people that, you know, this boxer guy. But during during the commercials, I have to run out because I didn't pay for those. Between between rounds, they used to have commercials uh, on TV. I only paid to see the fight. So other people paid to see the commercials because it was a TV. And they were like, wow, even a commercial was like a huge deal. Este fin de semana, para la venta del año, venga Auto Universo en Corona. You pay 10 cents to watch the, uh, the commercials and 25 if you want to. So anyways, so I started watching there and paying 25 cents. So I used to work very hard because every Saturday there were fights from Mexico City, I, I believe. I worked very hard during the week to collect it. Sometimes I, could, I couldn't make it. I had like 20 cents. They go like, oh, okay, okay, kid. Okay, it's fine. But okay, don't do it again. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Also thankful that they let me watch the fight for 20, uh, 20 cents. They used to sit me way in a corner over there because they were afraid of me stealing something. And not because I was a crook, but that's how they were. He said, sit over there, okay? Sit over there. Don't touch anything, okay? So I said, okay, okay. And then right after the fight was over, they go, me out, literally push me out of the door. Get out of here. I said, no, but uh, uh, is there replays? They go like, no, but I pay for it. Said, no, 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 you pay for the fight. Get out of here. Okay, I said, I'll see you next Saturday. Yeah, bring the 25 cents. Okay. Every Saturday, and that's how I started training. I used to see the fight and go like, okay, this is a left job. And they would go like, oh, recto de derecha. And, and you know, the uh, spokesperson. Now like, so this is a recto de derecha and going like this. And the captain, one time he came, he came in for an exhibition. And when he was coming, these kids were, were bullying me. And I fought one of them. I was fighting one of them. And then the other one was kicking me on the back. I know because I took the other kid down and I was punching him. And then I started fighting the other one. And I was fighting him, you know, how I knew. I was trying to box, but I, you know, I noticed that it wasn't working. They were uh, grabbing me and taking me to the ground. So I was like, ah, no, I'm going to go back to what I know. So I started just uh, wrestling them and, and, and put, taking them to the ground and fighting them. And then he comes with the military truck comes in and, and then we're on the middle of the road fighting so they couldn't pass us so he gets out of the car i'm sorry the truck and he, and he always had a driver so he always comes in on the passenger side and he and he grabs us both of us by the by the ears it was really painful one of my ears even popped when he did that he says what are you guys fighting for huh and i said well they, they were start they started no they started no he started it he says get out of here get out of here he pushed me he pushed me he pushed the other kid he just ignored me right he ignored everybody but then right there, and I, I told him, I said, I want to fight for you. I said, I, I, I want to I be part of your team. Can you take me? Look, look, look. This is the job, and, and, and this is the right cross. And, and you know, the, see, I've been watching. I've been watching, and I've been practicing. 
And again, everybody thought I was nuts. So again, they go like, oh, here we go again. He ignored me. He says, get out of here. No, 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 get out of here. No, no, no. You can't fight. Get out of here. One time after like three months, he came by and he announced that there was a fight. I knew that because on Saturday, the, the kid, uh, you know, I went to watch the fights at the house and the kid announces it, that he was going to fight. And I said, when? He said on Sunday, which is, you know, to, it was going to be tomorrow. So I said, oh, I want to go see, I want to watch. Can I come with you guys? Uh, and then they said, no, 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 no. We're not going to take you. No, 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 forget it. So uh, then when I went outside, uh, the captain was there and I said, captain, captain. I said, sir. Can I come with you and, and watch the fight, sir? Can I, can I watch? I said, look, I can carry the buckets. I can, I'll do this for you. I said, I can be in the corner. You know, I, I'll do anything for you. I can run, get water for the, for the fighters. I'll do whatever you want me to. And then he says, no, 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 get out of here. Get out of here. And then I said, oh, sir, but please, please allow me at least to see. Allow me to watch, please. I never seen a real fight, please. I was begging. On Sunday, I planned it out, so I woke up really early. I did all my chores. I feed all the animals, you know, the chickens, all that stuff. I let them out of the chicken coop, and then I fed them, and, and I fed the dogs and everything. What I did, then I told my mom, I said, Mom, I'm gonna go watch the fights, okay? So she kind of ignored and go like, and goes like, yeah, yeah, whatever, okay. So, okay. So to me, I was, oh, she gave me permission. So I went, and I, I, I started running. It was seven miles. And I was like, I hope I'm on time because they, the fights will start at, at, at noon by 12-ish. So I ran the seven miles. I ran, ran, ran seven miles and I, and, and I got there. I mean, I was, I will walk, you know, for a while and then I will run again. But I was a kid, I was in great shape. I was running all the time. So I ran and ran and ran when I got there. And when I got there, I was all sweaty. My shirt, my, my shirt was like holes everywhere. My pants, I remember that it had patches on the back and it had patches on the knees, patches everywhere. And, and my little shoes were like little, those huaraches, like really old and really, really, uh, really beat up. So I said, I said, oh, coach, coach, I'm sorry. I said, what can I help you with? And he says, where did you came from? Who brought you here? I said, oh, no, no, I, I ran. He looked at seven miles. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, how can I help you, coach? How, how can I help? He goes like, what? No, 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 you can't help. I said, I said, uh, did you know that you have to pay to watch? I said, no, nobody said anything. I just walked in. And he was like, what? He says, yeah. I, 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 I said, if, well, if, if somebody says something, can I tell him I'm with you? He says, no, no, you can tell him that. I said, oh, I said, so what do I do now? He says, just sit over there. Sit over there. Okay. Okay. So I went and sit over there. I noticed that one of the fighters started crying. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. He cowered, right? And when I saw that, in my mind, I was like, that's my chance. That's my chance. I want to take it. So I ran to the captain, the coach, and says, Captain Herrera, Captain Herrera, I noticed that you one man down. Sir, sir, please allow me to take his place. I'll fight for you. I said, man, I mean, I will fight for you so hard. And, I, and he says, have you trained? I said, no, well, I've been watching, I've been watching fights. Yes. And yes, I've been trained in my mind. I was like, okay, this is how you do it. Nobody really coached me. And he says, Oh, no, I can't do that. I cannot put my reputation. Keep saying that I cannot put my reputation online like that. No, 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 no. I can't do that. 
the other people were very upset, the other team, because you were uh, you already had a fighter lined up and uh, to fight, and then the other guy just cowered. So they said, okay, if you don't fight, they're going to give the win to the other guy. I heard that. So I was like, coach, it's, 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 a, it's, a, win-win. it's a win-win. I said, you already, what, what do you have to lose? You're already losing anyways, right? If I don't fight, whether I, uh, even if I lose, still, he says, oh, you're going to lose. I said, okay, you lose anyways, right? Because the other guy, it's here, but he didn't want to fight. So they give the, the win to the other one. It's like a forfeit or something like that. I don't know what it's called. He then wanted to, and then uh, another guy there, he was his assistant, and he was a soldier also. He says, well, Captain, with all the respect, sir, I remember that very well. He says, we already lost, so there's nothing to lose. So he took to the other kid, and he says, can you let him wear your shoes? The shoes were humongous. Man. And I said, ah, no. I, the shoes I have, they didn't allow me to wear those on top of the, uh, the ring. I had uh, uh, these nails sticking out. Because I was crucifixing with nails, little nails. And they said, no, 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 he can't, he can't. And I said, I said, barefooted, barefooted. So I took off my shoes and, and they allowed it. And he rubbed my hands. And when he put the wraps on my hands, I felt so powerful. I make it like, man, they felt like stones. I was, I was like, man, I will destroy this kid. I keep looking at him and I said, do you feel the same way? Do you feel the power? And the kid looked at me and he was kind of like intimidated the way I was acting. But I wasn't acting. It was real. I was excited to be in the ring. I was like, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. And, and then Captain Herrera, he keeps shaking his head and he says, you're nuts, man. And he says, you don't know what you're getting into. You don't know. You're going to get beat up. And I said, oh, pfft. getting beat up? Oh, he says, today, when I go home, because I came here, I'm going to get beat up anyways. So, eh, this ain't nothing. So I said, that's okay. He said, I got beatings. This, it's nothing. He said, plus, there's gloves. Come on. He said, plus, there's a, a guy in the middle. What do you call that guy? He says, referee. He says, yeah, 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 that guy. He says, yeah, he stops the fight, right? Because I've seen it. Sometimes they stop him. He, he says, yeah, 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 that's why he's there. I said, okay. I said, yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. So he puts on the gloves. They felt so good. I kissed them. I was like, kissing the gloves. I was like, oh, they're so good. He was like, don't kiss him, don't do that. The people around there watching the fight, they were laughing at the way I was acting. But they thought I was putting up a show. I wasn't, I, it was real, I was, that's how it felt. When I went up there, I kept jumping up and down, yeah, with my hands up, running around the ring. I was, I kept running. Now I look back and I was like, oh man. Uh, I, I was like, man, how could I embarrass myself like that? But no, I was very excited to be there. And I keep running back and forth. The, the, uh, the referee was running behind me, stopping, trying to stop me. And he got mad. So he pulled me by the hand really hard. He put me really hard. He was like, get, get, get over here. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I break any rules? Sorry, sorry. He says, no, no, just stay still. I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I was like that. And I was jumping up and down and looking at looking at people going like, hey, I want to fight. And then happened, I was like, sir, this is for you, sir. This is for you. Watch me. Ah, you know, making faces. <laughs> going like that. And I said, let me fight. Let me fight. I remember that it was when the, you know, the bell rings. So he, they call us to the center and I couldn't stay still. And then uh, the, the guy said, okay, don't hit him below the belt, you know, and uh, no rabbit punches. And I was like, sir, hold on, what's a rabbit punch? No, like, he's like, 
oh my God, you don't know what a rubber punch is? He says, no. He looked at the coach and says, who is this kid? Where you get this kid from? What did you give him? And then he looked at me and, he, and the coach and he says, he just runs seven miles. And he's like, he's fighting? Yeah, okay. He, he thought I was in drugs. So he kept saying, are you okay? I said, oh, man, I feel great. I'm going to fight. Are you kidding me? I'm going to fight. So after he gave us instructions, he said, he says, go back to that corner. So I went back to the corner, wait for the bell. When the bell rings, you come out and fight. Okay. When the bell rings, I run through the middle to encounter the kid. And the kid was like very intimidated of me because of the way I was acting. And the kid wasn't even jabbing or anything. So I went over there and I was like, try to jab him. Ah, and, and right cross and everything. I was like, ah, 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 ah. After the kid noticed that I didn't know what I was doing, he, he, he was like, oh, I saw it on his eyes. Kind of like, oh, his eyes lit up. So he started jabbing me. Man, the first round, he beat the heck out of me. Oh, man, he beat me up big time. Then I was trying. I was like, man, this boxing thing, what did I do wrong? What did I went wrong? It works for the other people. I saw it. And then when I went back to the ring, the bell rang. And then I was supposed to go to the corner. And I was like, I stood there in the middle. And then the coach was like, come, come, in, come, come. I was like, yeah, what can I do for you? I said, I said, am I winning? No, I, I think I don't think I'm winning. He says, Remember the other day when you were fighting? I said, yes. He says, okay, you were taking the kid down and beating him on the ground, right? Right. I said, okay. He says, minus the taking down. He says, don't take him down, okay? Just remember how you punch like that? He says, yeah, yeah. He says, but that's not really boxing. That's street fighting. He says, yeah, yeah, Forget about boxing for now. You don't know anything anyways. He says, just go up there and start beating him. Throw punches. Punches like crazy. Punches like crazy. I can do that. In the second round, I smothered the kid. I didn't look good at all, but ah, I was just uh, throwing so many punches the other kid didn't. And I was in such a good shape. I didn't stop for the entire three minutes. I was kind of tired. And I went back to the corner of the second round and then and then I said, ah, ah, how was that? And he says, yeah. And he says, yeah, that, that'll go. And they, all of a sudden they announced on the corner that the other kid wouldn't come out. <laughs> he didn't come up for the third. He didn't, he said, he said, no, he gave up. I won! I won! When he raised my hand, it was a, such a beautiful feeling. And they gave me this, it was a little ribbon. It was a little ribbon. It says winner in there. Uh, it just says uh, uh, ganador, and then on the back says primer lugar, which is winner, and the back says first place. That's how it started, right there. After he saw me, he took, kind of took me under his wing. He started coaching me and he used to go to, to my little town just to coach me for like three hours. And then I used to do that like uh, after I used to do all my chores, my homework, everything. And that's when he used to go and train me. Two years later after that, remember the kid that they, they used to go to his house to watch fights? By the time I was like probably like nine or 10 or something like that, he was like like 15 or uh, 15 or so, 14 or 15. But they made a show, right? A show. And the guy he was going to fight didn't show up. 
So uh, they said uh, they, they were going to, it was a show, it wasn't sanctioned, so he doesn't get a win. So they, the coach said, okay, well, he was training him. He says, well, you want to fight him? I said, are you kidding me? Of course. And uh, the kid was, uh, you know, he was kind of wealthy. I didn't see him like that, but the girls, I guess, saw him like good looking. You know, he was like 14. Uh, and all the girls were like a wooing around and go, Ooh, you know, he was a boxer and everything. And I was like, oh, they were booing me. Uh, but everything started like like three days before when they called that the other guy wasn't fighting. Everything started at school. They used to say, because he was older, he used to go to a different school. You have to pay for, for middle school, you have to pay. He got, they had the money to pay, so they sent him to a different school. In my school, everybody was giving me a hard time, especially like the girls, right? I was like 10, and they used to go like, oh, you know what? He's going to knock you out. You know, he's going to beat you up. You know, he's, he's so pretty. He's perfect. You know, you're, you're ugly. And, and, but there was one girl that didn't, didn't treat me like that. She was different. And she wasn't treating me like that. She wasn't going, you know, uh, she used to do, uh, she was always working and everything. And there was this girl that, that never really said anything. That was Maria. That's how we started. We grew up together. That was her. So anyways, that's when I started seeing her, that she was different. That's my wife. The day of the fight came, we went there and then they, you know, they, uh, they actually the coach was the referee because it was, uh, he, he kept, you know, saying, okay, hey, don't get, you know, below the, uh, the belt and everything. But see, he was coaching me in a different place than he was coaching the other kids. So we never really sparred or anything. We didn't know each other on the ring. But then I knew what I was doing. On the first round, we started boxing and the kid was really good. He was really good. Very skilled, very skilled, very technical. We started and I'd say he won on the first round, but I got kind of like upset, right? I said, you know what? No. Every time I fight, I was feeding off of the uh, energy of the other boxer. Like in my mind was like, if you hit me once, I'll hit you twice as hard. And the second round, I was relentless. I actually knocked them out on the second. After I knocked him out, he stood up and he says, I'm okay, I'm okay. But he was like really wobbly. I'm okay, I'm okay. And the referee, because it was a show, he gave him two minutes to, to get back to his feet. They were pouring ice on his trousers and everything so he can come back to life. He said, I'm okay now, I'm okay, okay. So he comes back. I didn't knock him out again, I, but, but I hit him. He got staggered again. And every time I hit him really hard, he, he, uh, he staggered. And they stopped it and go like, okay, you need more time? Another minute. And I was like, coach, this is not fair. He says, it's an exhibition. It's not a plus. I was making him look really bad and he was one of his best boxers. So he didn't want it that people, you know, the word to go out that this kid beat him. Round on, on the third round, I, I came out and I, I just took him out. And then I remember saying, yeah, you can count up to a million. He's not coming back. Man, he didn't. He says, I don't want to fight anymore. I don't, I don't. And man, I was so hated back then. Everybody hated me. And I was like, why? I won. Everybody was booing me and everything because, you know, I wasn't the favorite. And everybody, like, especially like the girls, why did you do that for? Why would you, why would you hurt, hurt him like this? Why? Why? I said, well, you said he was going to knock me out. So I said, okay. Well, that's how Lewis became a boxer. And it did become his escape, first from the difficulties at home and eventually from his small village in Mexico but we're getting ahead of the story just a bit. As his boxing coach, Captain Herrera became the major influence on Lewis through his formative years. Still active in military service at the time, he coached boxing on the side as a way to influence young boys away from the reach of the cartels. Lewis often refers to him and the character that he demonstrated himself 
and required of his kids who boxed for him. Luis speaks of Herrera and Rafael even today with great admiration and affection. One seemingly came to him through providence, the other by Luis's tenacity and desire to become a boxer. Without their influence, it's impossible to say what would have become of Luis. Both the captain and Rafa gave Luis skills to live by, but more importantly, instilled in him important values that have served him well into adulthood. Looking back, he's grateful for the affection they showed him and how they encouraged his better angels. I really like the way you put it in. Uh, what did I get uh, from his card? He taught me this. He kept telling me this. He says, Louis, he says, uh, you know the thing about numbers and about letters? I said, yes. He says, that they, they, their character says they won't change. A one is one today. It's going to be one tomorrow. And the next day it's going to be one. It won't change. He says, if you're the same person here with me that you're over there, he says, that's character. You're maintaining your character. He says, on the line of work that I am, he says, it's very difficult to keep your character because there's so, there's so much corruption. So yes, that man play a, a very important role in my formation as a, as a citizen, as a, as a, a person of, of good, right? Or being part of the solution and not part of the problem. Because if I didn't encounter him, who knows? Who knew? So many things happened in my life since I was a kid that uh, I could have gone either way. But this guy was uh, not just making sure, like, uh, this is what I tell my kids, and I learned this from him. He kept saying this. He says, my job, Louis, is that when you walk out of that door, you're not just a better fighter, but also a better person. So he kept instilling that on me over and over and over. He was very hated by many, but the ones that hated them were people from, you know, drug cartels and 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 people who were crooked police. Because he, this guy, in my side, he was un, un, uh, unbreakable. He was on. Un, he could. He wouldn't change. He was a type of a, a person that that he in my in my mind. I told him once. I said, "Man, you know what? You're never afraid. I love that." He says, "You're always really brave." He looked at me and he says, oh, no, sometimes I'm afraid. I said, really? He says, yeah. he says, for example, when you're with us, he says, on patrols, he says, I'm afraid that somebody might hurt you. He says, so uh, I have to protect you. And I'm afraid that my guys get hurt. He says, uh, that's my fear. He says, but as far as my personal, he says, I'm not afraid. We're talking about a guy that lost everything. And I meant everything. Lost his family to drug cartels. Lost, uh, lost everything to them. So, and he, he says, in my mind, he says, I already lost everything, so therefore I have nothing else to lose. He says, so all I have to, all I have to do is just enforce the law. Yeah, this man, he, he would teach, he would teach me to do, to do my chores first before I even started. Uh, you know, he says you have to do your chores. Well, that, that I knew from home. You know, I would pay the price if I didn't. But he would tell me, he says, but he kept telling me over and over, you have to respect your parents, you have to obey them and you have to uh, finish your homework. You have to go to school. You have to do all of that. He says, if I find out that you didn't do any of these things, he says, I will not train you on that day. If you continue three, three days in a row, he says, I will not train you for a month. 
And if you continue more, he says, I'll stop training you at all. He played a, a really big role in my life because I, now I can see that God used him as, and as well as Raphael to form into the man I am today. Captain Herrera wasn't, uh, I wouldn't say that he was a religious person at all, but he was really, he had great morals. He really loved his country. And because he loved his country, he upheld the law. That's why it cost him dearly. He lost his wife and his children to, because of drug cartels. They couldn't buy him or bribe him. And that's what got him killed also, being the man he was, because he was a threat to, to cartels and also to other police officers that were crooked on the area and also military men. But God used them in a big way. So, so I can, uh, for once, uh, you know, the knowledge I have of boxing, he laid the foundation of, to train me. And because of boxing, I'm telling you that, that God used boxing. So I didn't end up in, in, uh, in drug cartels or using drugs or anything else. That, that took most of my time. So that really kept me away from, so in a sense, that saved me from take a, taking a different path. And God used them for that. Oh, Rafa. Yeah. I mean, Rafa, it's a, he's, he's a very, very unconditional, unconditional friend that he was always there. And I said, and the, I'm talking about the physical because I, anytime I see him, I don't see him like you and me now. He visits and dreams. And all I can tell you that, that I, what I feel in my heart right now, that he, he played the role of a protector, provider, and also a tutor teaching me a lot, not just reading and writing, but no, a lot of life lessons and to teach me how to be a man, you know, a real man, uh, not somebody who has to uh, beat up the wife if the wife looks at you wrong or not somebody that, that cannot smile because that's wrong or somebody who can, uh, who doesn't cry because that's wrong. No, no, he was telling me that all of those emotions were normal of a human being, of a man. And man cries when it's in pain and it's okay. And a man laughs and a man laughs when it's happy because it's okay to laugh because it's normal to be happy. And a, man's, a man protects because, because it's part of his nature. And a man provides because it's in his nature. And, and a man loves because also it's in his nature. All of, and what my father's, my father here in the flesh that uh, my birth father was teaching me was that his own version of what a man was based on how he was taught. He was thought to be a man that doesn't smile because if you smile, it's a sign of weakness. You don't smile. So you don't cry because of, that's a huge, no, no, men don't cry. Uh, men don't show affection because that's a show of uh, weakness. So you're like rough and, and tough always. And uh, that's how he lived his life. Lewis continued to train with Captain Herrera into his mid-teens as he became an accomplished young boxer, working his way up to state and national competitions. Eventually, however, 
The captain began to distance himself from Lewis without explanation. That was confusing and painful for him, but he was powerless to stop it. His association with Captain Herrera, however, would soon put him in grave danger with the cartels. And once again, Rafael would appear to comfort and to rescue him. Next time on My Friend Lewis. The other guy grabbed me by the arm and he pushed me out of the, uh, the truck and I started fighting the guy. I started kicking him and I started punching him and I was trying to go for his gun. I could see his gun. The other guy wasn't dressed as military and I didn't recognize him. They both grabbed me by the hand. They opened up this trailer for the uh, 18-wheeler. They opened it, they threw me up there and then they closed the door and I could hear them sounds of locks outside. And I was screaming at them to let me out. I was very afraid. I knew that I was gonna die. I knew that they were gonna kill me. My Friend Lewis is a production of Blue Sheep Media in association with Lifestream.org. Copyright 2021 by Wayne Jacobson. All rights reserved. Produced by Ken Joy for Ken Joy Media.